Hello, thank you again for joining me today. I am Sandy Waters and this is Neighbors in Need and our good friends from Children Awaiting Parents is in the studio with me today, Alicia and Veronica. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having us. There's so much to talk about. Let's talk about the organization mm-hmm. itself. Mm-hmm. What has, what because ha, it's been a year, if not even more since you've been here. So yes. anything new that we should know about and then the upcoming events that we could plan for. Well, yes, we have, let's see, we have a couple events coming up, okay? We have our fun family day or family fun day at our office. Um, it's June 22nd, and that's going to be a free event. It's um, going to be fun for all families. It's basically to build awareness, bring attention to the need for more foster and adoptive families, Um you know, and also to provide support services uh, for families who are in need. So, so this what is whether you are fostering or not, this is right. everybody is welcome. Right. Okay. So what we're going to do is we will have vendors there who will be able to um, provide support services to those families who are in need. But the whole overall focus is to bring awareness to the need for more foster and adoptive families. And that is the 22nd. Yes, ma'am. The and that's, time and location. I believe it's 11 to 2. Okay. And it will be at the CAP office in our parking lot, and it's going to be so much fun. We'll have the bounce house, the animals, the face painting, and lots of food, the food trucks, and all types of things. And where's the office? That's 274 North Goodman inside of Village Gate. Perfect. Perfect. Mm -hmm. And then where's the best place to go to to find out all the details? And Well, they can go to our website, and our website is childrenawaitingparents.org. And they could also call our office, and that's 585-232-5110. Wonderful, mm-hmm. wonderful. Now, you both are foster parents, or no, adopt. you adopted your children. Yes, yes. Um, former foster parents. Former foster parents. <laughs> what are first some things that you notice people still have a the wrong impression about that you can clarify with us. And then can you talk us through your stories or share some yeah. of the, some of the stories that are out there? Yes. I know Alicia has some, some, you know, stories that she could share, but the hesitance that I hear that I see from our community is that fear, the fear of the unknown, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I totally understand it. It's, it's, Hey, no one knows. You don't know what you're getting. You don't know what you're going to get with your birth child. So it's understandable. But um, people are, um, they're under the impression that the children are in care because of themselves. You know, things that they've done. And that's not accurate. You know, the children are in care because of things that we've done to them as adults. Neglect, abuse, abandonment, stuff like that. Um, They're not there because of of them. And once we are able to get that across to the community, I believe people will open up their hearts because right now they're being seen as those kids. Those kids have tons of problems. Uh, no, they don't all have tons of problems. You know, they just, they, they just want to be loved. They want mm-hmm. to belong and be part of a family. And that's basically it. But if we can't get the word out there to educate people, that misconception, it just continues and it grows and it spreads. You know, it's hard yeah. to, you know, stomp that out. But um, the kids are not there because of themselves. That's, they didn't do anything to land in to the foster care system. You know, it's. And you're right. That's all kids need is love. Mm-hmm. That is it. Mm-hmm. Yes, that is very true. And, you know, we have Alicia here with us. She has joined us and um, she is someone who I've 
admired for a long, long time. You know, she has this heart and patience and the understanding of the trauma that these children have experienced. And it's just amazing. And we cannot, we couldn't have a better representation of the overall system and process than Alicia. So I guess I'll let her. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we um, transferred to Children Awaiting Parents. Um, They became an adoption agency recently. And so we transferred our foster care license, foster adopt license over to Children Awaiting Parents. And um, two months later, Veronica said, congratulations, you're a mom again. And we had two more kids. So that makes 10 kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you have 10 kids? We have 10 kids, wow. yes. And they're um, all in the home. Yes. Okay, so we, if Alicia can do it, people, <laughs> you can right? do it. Come on, So let's tell me the story on. here. Are all 10 kids uh, you adopted? Four are biological, four we have adopted. Okay. And our two new guys, um, we are still in the foster adopt process, pushing the paperwork through to make that final. Okay, now talk to me about this pushing the paperwork mm-hmm. through because yeah. the process itself is a process. And that's right? where you guys come in too, right? right you yes. advocate and, and help families. Right, right. So. Yes, it is. You need to do your MAP training classes, which is a 10-week class about um, adopting children from foster care and you know the different issues you might face so that you are fully prepared. And then from there, you get a home study where Veronica comes in, um, checks out the house, makes sure it's safe. And then from there, you start looking out into our country. We have 120,000 children in our country waiting for an adoptive family. Um, They're already freed for adoption. So you start trying to find your child out there in in the world. And the the classes, I mean, you don't just say, hey, listen, congratulations, you got babies. I mean, there, yeah, (laughs) it is is a process for a reason. There's a good side of this process to make sure you're paired with the right child, right? Right. There, There is a process. And our focus is helping the families to identify their strengths. You know, um, a lot of times uh, foster care, they place children based on the availability of a bed and not so much as the family strength and the child's needs matching. And that's our number one focus is trying to ensure that the placement will be successful. So doing that, you have to make sure that you're, the families are educated, you know, educated on the children's needs, uh, attachment issues, um, trauma, uh, any and everything. They have to be educated, you know. So we sit with them. We try to figure out what they can and cannot handle because that is what makes a successful placement. So, um, when you don't do that, you end up setting that. Not only are you doing that child a disservice, you know, you're setting that family up for failure, you know, because yeah. they're going to end up uh, saying, hey, you know, this is not working out. It's not what I thought it was going to be. And they end up sending the kids back, which is a bigger loss than, you know, what they've previously experienced. Yeah. Because yeah. we've promised to love and love them. And also on top of that, find them a forever family. So children awaiting parents, our focus is identifying your strength, what you can and cannot handle. That is number one, number one, because if you don't make that match. So like Alicia mentioned, um, the two kids that I called her on, once I was able to go through and figure out what the children's needs were, I knew what Alicia's, I know what her strengths are. She, she is like amazing. And I also know that her commitment, her dedication is way over the top. So there's nothing that these kids can do that would make her turn her back on them. 
She's going to do everything she can to identify resources with the support of us or whoever else in the community. Um, she's, she, she does her research. She's, I mean, she is committed. And we know that that there's no better home for them than with Alicia. So, you know, we have to find more families like that who are yeah. willing to love unconditionally, love someone else's child as your own unconditionally, regardless of what they do. And is it still tough to place the older kids? Oh, yes, it is. And that that's that myth that that falls into place. You know, it's that um, the fear of the unknown, you know, and they have so many issues. No, they're just like your birth children. You know, they just want to belong. That's mm-hmm. it. They have the same issues, you know, and it's just all about how how it's being handled mm-hmm. and without the the right support system and services the kids fall apart you know but our children our birth children they have us they have us we do everything we can to make sure we meet their needs but children in foster care are missing out on that yeah and they're no different from your birth child mm-hmm. and you guys at children awaiting parents if you notice that a child right is older and has seen so much more than we can ever imagine breaking mm-hmm. obviously they're going to have some trust issues or yes. some anger issues there but you guys will help the families say okay here's a service that you should right mm-hmm. you we help to identify resources yeah. services okay. that could help the family to help meet that child's needs so okay yes. So under your guidance, hey, I think you need to go to counseling as a family or whatever there is out there. Well, the resources need to be in place before the children are placed in the okay. home. So those resources need to be identified before, beforehand. Okay. You know, that's, I mean, that's the only, that's the right thing to do to make sure that yeah. these kids are not coming here and we are setting them up for failure, you know? So there's, <laughs> there's no other way than that way. How many kids in Rochester do you guys have an estimated number like I know you said nation nationwide Mm -hmm. was the number that you gave do you have a feel of how many kids in Rochester need a forever home well there's hundreds of children here um, in Rochester and yes nationally we have um, over what 400,000 who are um, in foster in foster care and over 100,000 who are you know looking for a um, forever family crazy it is it is but the biggest issue is the number of children who age out of the foster care system. Yes. Okay. So that is something that we need to look at. That's something that we need to talk about. What is that age? Age. Well, in New York state is 21, but at 18, the children have the option to sign themselves out, which in an 18 year old's mind, a kid who's been in foster care for so long, you tell them, you give them the option. Oh, you could live on your own at 18. Guess what they're going to do? Well, obviously. they're going to sign themselves out because they're going to think that they can do it better. You know, they can, yeah. they're, they're, you know, the idea of having my own place, you know. The and system has failed them, actually. Thank you. Right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because they don't have those resources and they're not able to meet their own needs. It's, it's, my son is fit, was 15 and he's like, yeah, I want an apartment. You know, I would love to get an apartment. At 15, really? No, no one lives independently. You know, no one lives independently. Everyone has someone that they rely on, whether it's a spouse, friend, neighbor, family member, whoever. But when we release our children out into the community without any resources and the support that a family offers, we end up taking care of them in another way. So we end up taking care of them through the judicial system, um, through uh, social services. You know, there's so many different ways. We end up spending the money anyways. 
So why not go that extra mile and find them a family? Not just let them sit and linger. That is awful. That is awful. That is so awful. I look at my kids and there's no way I could imagine them. It breaks my heart just the thought of them being on their own right now without any support. And a positive, good support system Mm -hmm. because these kids, they fall prey to going into the wrong groups and then... Right. You need that love. Like you said, the unconditional love and and just positive. Well, I'm glad we just went in that direction because Children Awaiting Parents has started a new program called the SAFE um, program, SAFE Project. And what we're doing is we're providing services for youth ages 17 to 25, young young adults. And um, this is to help them to identify services, support services, providing a case manager to um, help them, you know, out in the community and identify um, not just resources, but uh, housing, um, jobs, if there's any mental health issues, um, all types of stuff. It is so needed. (laughs) It's so needed. Our community is so rich in resources that I don't understand how this field has fallen under the cracks. You know, our children, foster foster care kids have fallen under the cracks. We, we are failing them and no one, no one realizes it. We have so many re-entry programs and resources for inmates who are released, which is great because everyone deserves a second chance. But what about the kids who age out of the foster care system? Who's thinking about them? When are we going to come up with something for them? Yeah. They need it because guess what? They're going to end up back in the system. They are not equipped with the skills to be independent, to to live on their own. OK, what foster care kid, you know, that's in residential or wherever that's has a driver's license, you know, that has a job that that knows how to cook in a bank account. No one. Come on. I mean, it's like, what are we doing? We have to get our priorities together. And I'm hoping I'm hoping someone is listening and they're interested in learning more about how they could help us. Um, but. We also have a program for families who are who are interested in getting started and just may need a little more support through the beginning process. And it's like a peer or adoption mentor program. And Alicia takes part in that and she can explain um, what she does, how she support the families through that. So the families are not alone. And I'm sorry, I can go on and on. No, this is good because you guys are very passionate about this and we do yeah. need to get the word out. Um, children awaiting parents, the date of the event that you can go and talk to both Veronica and Alicia about more about this and just expose yourself to other families um, and come together and learn about this is the 22nd at the children awaiting parents offices, right? And then it's just Free for everybody. Just come, enjoy, enjoy the day and uh, get to know everybody at Children Awaiting Parents. And we'd love your support as well and encourage you to go to the website and learn more. Thank you so, so much. I know we ran out of time, but we are definitely going to bring you guys back in. Thank you.